Well, Psalm 75 verse 1 says, we thank you, O God, we give thanks because you are near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. And we're going to take just a minute or two right now to do that, to tell of God's wonderful deeds, because he has done wonderful things because of his death and resurrection, because of his Holy Spirit living in us. He has done wonderful things, and we are here to celebrate that as we celebrate communion. Um, And in second service, if you want to stick around, we're going to be celebrating baptism, and that's always a, a wonderful celebration, but we have a couple of people in in the room this morning that have experienced in recent days uh, Christ our healer, and so we wanted to give them an opportunity to do exactly what Psalm 75 one said and tell of God's wonderful deeds. And so, uh, Roy, I'm going to hand the mic over to you and give you an opportunity to share how God's worked in your life. Well, I'm glad my wife reminded me. She says, they, they give you a time limit, right? <laughs> so that was, a good, that was a good point for her to make to me. Because if, if you know me, when I get wound up, I, I, I can't stop. But uh, so uh, I'm, uh, I'll make it short. But really what I really want to say right now to everybody here is is thank you, just thank you, thank you so much for, because, you know, this hasn't just been my, my journey. This just hasn't been my cancer. You guys have showed me that you have taken this up on yourself and treated it as your own and have flatter knees than I do praying for me and, and just, 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 and, 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 and everything you've, you've done for the family and just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's amazing, it's not amazing, it's what, it's what Christ does through us, and uh, but I, I want to say thank you. I praise God for my family here every day and every night. Thank you guys. Uh, but we, God is. This, he has not changed. He's still Jehovah Rapha. He's the healer, the God who heals. Uh, he's the God of miracles. Uh, he uh, and He has showed us through this whole journey that we've been through. Uh, three brain surgeries themselves with no complications is, is pretty miraculous. Uh, and, and then you go through uh, chemos and radiations where people just die on the table just right there when they administer to them. You, you know, there's so many things that, that he has uh, worked miracles through this whole journey. Uh, and, and the miracle of I mean, bringing us together and uh, as a family and then loving on each other and just just so much. Uh, here, uh, recently, uh, he has, uh, and he's showed us healing through this whole journey. And it's kind of been ups and downs, and uh, I've, I've gotten... Uh, Shooken in some of it because it's like you go so far and, and all of a sudden you you get yanked backwards again and you, you wonder what's going on but but he he has spoke to my heart through it all and just said keep your faith son 
he said, he said, you know, keep your faith, and 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 uh, and and he has he has grown that, and showed me how to keep it, and and how to grow it, and and uh, here we got right here recently. Uh, about three weeks ago, I had to go in for this last brain surgery because I went in for extreme headaches and found they found an, another big mass. And after four MRIs of showing no new regrowth, that was a really that was a really kind of a hard hit because it was like I thought I was on the way to uh, basically healing all the way back up. And then then all of a sudden we see this great big mass show up again, and it's like wait <laughs> and. Uh, you know, don't lose faith. He says, it's, it's good. It's all good. So, so we prayed before we went in and uh, to the uh, operation or whatever and prayed that uh, this thing would be destroyed. And we was all in agreement in it and went in there and they, uh, the doctor come out. And the neat thing was, was, uh, and uh, I can't, if anybody knows me for very long, they know that I can't keep, I can't keep my mouth shut. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be talking about God, about, to you. That's just, 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 just who I am. And so I was telling the nurses and doctors, don't be, don't be surprised if you go in there and this thing's completely destroyed. Don't be surprised if this thing is, and we went in, and, and we went in there and uh, did the doctor, did the operation. He come out and he told people out in the waiting room that, uh, well, he said it was nothing but a piece of mush <laughs> when he pulled it out of there. Didn't resemble a tumor at all. And uh, it was just, I don't know, it was just that, that it's not amazing. That's just what God does. And, uh, and then, of course, he had, he said, well, I still got to send him for testing. So we went to back to prayer again and prayed that by the smallest of DNA, and I told the doctor right then, I said, well, I said, my next thing is, he said he had to send for testing. I said, well, I'm going to go to my knees here, and I said, me and my family, and by the smallest of DNA, he said, I said, we're going to pray that this thing is, uh, there is no cancer in this, this uh, sample you're sending in. And he said, well, that's exactly what's to be done, because with any DNA in it at all, he said, it's not over with, because the DNA is what, basically those little cells of DNA is what, what starts the whole thing in the first place. So uh, he sent that whole sample in there, and uh, last Thursday we went in for the follow-up appointment, and uh, first doctor come in there, and he, he told us, he said, well, he said, uh, by the smallest parts of DNA, they didn't find any cancer in this sample. And then the, the surgeon come in, and he said, they done stole my thunder, didn't they? <laughs> he was upset because... Because he didn't get to tell me. It was just, a, it was a, you know, and all the, it was a celebration for the doctors and the nurses, and it was, really was. I mean, you could just tell they were just really all excited. Uh, and, of course, we was, my wife and my mom was, was there, and, and I was there, and it was, you know, it was pretty exciting for us, too. But, uh, but on the other hand, uh, when I made these claims of faith, it wasn't surprising to me, and I can honestly say that, because uh, he has he, 
who does he say he is? One, I am faithful. <laughs> and uh, who does he say he is? He says, I, John 1, 1, I am my word. Uh, and one thing I've learned is, God, these aren't my words. These are your words. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, uh, and that's where my faith has been built at is in his word. And uh, that's where we learn to build our faith at. And, uh, but uh, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I really, I wanted to tell you all personally. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, uh, you know, just throw it out there on Facebook or whatever. I wanted to come in and just really thank you guys. Thank my family here for, for all your, for everything you've done. And to tell you I love you guys. And uh, praise God for you. And uh, that's, uh, like I said, I can keep on rambling on, so i got to stop. <laughs> and i got a whole phone full of stuff that I, I had to put back in my pocket. <laughs> I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> no, I thought it was. I thought it was good. Get him on the praise team. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, there's that. Um, and I, I asked her. She said, "You share." Um, but we, uh, Bethany, had broken her foot. She'd actually fallen here at the Fall Fest. Um, and we went to the podiatrist, and he looked at it. He said, yeah, no, it's, it's broken. Um, and he said, I want to get an MRI, though, because I want to make sure there's no ligaments torn or anything moved, because if so, then we're going to have to use screws and do surgery, or if ligaments are torn, we're going to have to do surgery. And so we were worried about that, but we'd been praying about it. Um, and, and, you know, we were just praying, God, help Bethany's foot to not need surgery and, you know, to get better. And we, when, when I was praying that, at least, I was praying that it would just heal normally and heal well. But we prayed, you know, Bethany and I prayed for that before we went to bed. And in the morning when the kids are on the way to school and we have family prayer time, we, you know, pray for mommy's foot and all that. And so we went to the podiatrist this week to figure out if we needed surgery or not. And he said... Huh. He said, there, there's, there's no ligaments or tendons torn or anything, but he said, there's nothing even broken there anymore. He said, it's just swollen. And uh, so that that's a, that's a, was a huge answer for, for prayer. So I, I just love the fact that, that Jesus is making doctors wonder why they spent all that money. Um, because, because Jesus can take care of it. And, uh, and Jesus is still our healer, so uh, so we are uh, just we're thankful for that. And um, we do have a, a short message for you today because I knew we were just going to be celebrating a lot of good stuff. And uh, in second service, we're going to be celebrating baptism. Um, and so, and we still have some more more cool stuff coming your way. So. Uh, you're going to get a sermonette today, uh, a devotional thought um, 
And hopefully it's shorter than my normal sermons or the 11 o'clock service is going to be the 12 o'clock service. So uh, today, actually, we're going to look at a famous Bible story in Genesis because Peter is going to reference that. Um, we've been studying First Peter and Second Peter, and uh, he's going to reference something in First Peter chapter 3 that we want to take a look at before we get started. So Genesis chapter 6, we're going to read the story of Noah and the ark. Uh, most of you probably know that story, or you've seen at least little pictures on kids' wall of a nice little ark and all the little animals on it, which is always funny to me that, that the mass extermination of the human race is like, we'll put it on a kid's wall. Um, but this is Genesis chapter 6. Uh, and some of Genesis chapter 7. We're not going to read the whole story. We just want to get familiar with it. Uh, So this is Genesis chapter 6, starting at verse 9. It says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all of this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they are filled with the the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them out along with the earth. And then jump down to verse 17. He says, look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, male and female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And then if you jump to Genesis 7, verses 6 and 7, it says, Noah was 600 years when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood, he and his wife and his sons and their wives. And then if you jump to verse 17 of Genesis chapter 7, it says, for 40 days, the floodwaters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the waters rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat floated safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on earth died, birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. God wiped out every living thing on the earth, people, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and the birds of the sky, all were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat. Now, Peter references that story when he talks about baptism. And like I said, we've been studying First Peter 1 and 2, or First and Second Peter, um, and also looking at Peter himself a little bit. But in First Peter chapter 3, verses 18 to 21, it says, that Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison, and we're saving all that for Connect Group. You can have a long conversation about 
verses 19 and 20 in Connect Group, but this is a sermonette, so we're not touching it. So he went to the spirits in prison, those who disobeyed long ago when they waited, God waited patiently while Noah was building his ark. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water, he says, is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It's effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Peter connects baptism to the flood. In the flood, the wicked, the unrighteous, the sinful died in the water, and the righteous were saved. The righteous were given life. And baptism is a picture of that, that old life before the unrighteous, the sinful, the wicked being gone, dying when we go down into the water. That's why we go down the way we do. It's a picture, a symbol of death. Our old life dying in the water and being saved as righteousness. Now, in Noah's day, the the thing that brought life, the thing that saved Noah and his family was an ark. But in our day, for us, it's the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Jesus is what saves you. Baptism doesn't save you because baptism doesn't take away your sin. It's responding to the fact that you've been saved by Jesus, not by removing dirt or sin from your body, but as a response to God for knowing that you've already been made clean by Jesus. The water represents being made clean by Jesus. And and it's interesting to watch Peter's contrasting ideas of dirty and clean. He says, he says the picture, the water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. Not that the water saves you, not that the water cleanses you, not the water doesn't remove and cleanse your old dirty life. And, and some of this is a, a reference to the Jewish culture because in Jewish culture, before you ate, you washed your hands, but it wasn't like soap and water and Purell and uh, it, it, you just dipped your hands in the water like that. It was a ceremonial washing. And, and it said that that's not what... Rem- what removes, it's not that you wash, that your, your dirt is gone. Or it's not even like it was with John the Baptist when he preached that, that you is repent and turn from your sins and be baptized as a sign to show that you were cleansed from your sins. He says, no, you, the, the water, the baptism, it, it's not about removing dirt. It's not about removing sin. It's a response Because you've already been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. The water is a response to God, saying, I've already been made clean. My dirt is gone. Repentance has taken place already. My conscience is clean because Jesus died for my sins and rose and gave me life. Baptism isn't a means by which we get right with God. Baptism is a response because God has made us right with him through Jesus. In Romans 6, 4 to 13, 
He says, this is another picture of baptism. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now that we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we are also raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know that we will also live with him. We're sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead. And he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. 1 Peter 3.18, we read it before. It said, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. And, and baptism is a picture of that natural life dying, that old sinful natural life being put to death in the body, but us being made alive in the spirit, being saved by Jesus, given new life in Jesus, and raised to a supernatural life. That through Jesus' blood shed for us, through our death to sin and death to our natural life, which is part of what baptism is, but being raised to new life, being able to live a supernatural life because God's spirit now lives in us. But how often are our lives marked by the supernatural It's kind of normal this time of year to talk about supernatural things because of Halloween. It, it's sort of normal this time of year to hear about demon possession and, and demons manifesting and, and all things like that. But why isn't it true that in the church, that in a body filled with believers who are empowered and full of the Holy Spirit, why is it that we don't hear about the Holy Spirit manifesting more often? Why, why, why don't we see the Spirit taking possession of us and us doing things in the Spirit that God calls us to do, that God has gifted us to do? We're raised to life in the Spirit to live righteously. What if we began to use the spiritual gifts God has given us? The reason that we celebrate today is because we are going to be able to see people that, because of Jesus, they've been saved from life to death. They're 
plenty of you in here that have gone through baptism to say, I've been brought from death to life because of Jesus Christ. That the wicked died in the water and, and the righteous has been saved. What was natural has died and what is supernatural is now here. The reason that we celebrate today is that the Spirit has come, it has shown up, that Christ our Savior is alive, so we celebrate, that Christ our sanctifier is alive, so we celebrate, that Christ our healer is still at work in his people today, and so we celebrate, and Christ is coming back as king, so we don't have to live in a dead and dying world anymore, so we can celebrate because the best is yet to come putting to death our natural life and being raised to supernatural life. Are we living like our old lives, like our old sinful selves, going back to old ways and old habits? Or are we living like our natural lives are gone? Are we living like people who have been saved and washed clean, living righteous, cleansed, supernatural lives, lives in celebration? Because we can do that. It's possible. It's possible because the miracle is possible. Because Jesus has risen. If Jesus hadn't risen, we can't live supernaturally. If Jesus hasn't risen, then his Holy Spirit hasn't come. And we can't live out Holy Spirit lives. We can't live out and, and use the gifts of the Spirit that each one of us have. If Jesus hasn't resurrected if Jesus hasn't died then we can't do that but Jesus has risen Jesus has died he has come back and because he has the Holy Spirit can live in us we can use the Spirit's gifts that live in us because God's Holy Spirit does live in us the miracle is real because Jesus rose from the dead we have been saved from death in the water because we have been in the ark we have Jesus, and it's not ourselves that saved us, it's Jesus. And so we celebrate Jesus because we've been saved, we've been made right before God. And so may we step into the supernatural.